I'm me, 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 you, me, me, me. And this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 3rd, 29, 29 part 2. Almost made the 30, but next time, everybody. Goodbye, hello, Wiggly's Book Club, episode 29, part 2. Wiggly's Book Club is a fortnightly read brought to you every other week. <laughs> Did it again. Two. Wiggly's Book Club is brought to you live from Sloppy Joe's Bar. This is part two of episode 29. Where we, where we, where, 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 werewolf. Where Wiggly will conclude the reading of volume two, issue two, July 6 through 9, 1988, mini mag of Young Teen by Sarah and Christina Morrow as well as The Adventures of the Cabbage Go-Go by Abile Incorporated, Richard Check and Kenton Sem, 1986, in its entirety. Now we go live down to Sloppy Joe's Bar. Take it away, me, Wiggly. Put my mask on to run down the steps. See, that's uh, you know, keeping with the masks to support the masks, uh, so I can make the covers with the masks. And then that way, I don't have to use my just for men on my beard. Did I say okay? Because I usually say it. Nothing has changed with this microphone. Oh. Look, I'm doing it before I start the, the reading. Oh no. And it. Uh, what? Why? Oh my. There's this thing, and it says, oh, can't do it. Check your skills. And then I, what happened was I didn't have the one light on yesterday. So that even made it darker. Okay. Well, today I'm going to have a. I'm gonna stick with the. I'm gonna stick with the uh, with the with the whipped cream vodka because that was pretty good. Yeah, I like to have ice. Now usually I have my ice ready, but today uh, I th I thought it'd be nice for you to hear the ice. But what I'm doing today uh, now what I remembered was when I make oh if you didn't listen to uh, part one as yesterday I don't like doing parts because people don't tune in for the next they get they get mad. But see, I released the parts one day apart. Uh, I don't even measure. And you know, I'm on antibiotics and then all my other drugs. So what I'm doing today is using a whipped cream vodka. Oh my gosh, this is a full bottle. And, but I'm gonna use cream soda, diet cream soda, with the whipped cream vodka. So basically, whipped cream vodka, I'm sure I should. But basically, it's just going to be cream soda, right? And then laying on the floor. I like that. I like that. I like them bananas. I just got them. I, for, uh, okay. It's for Wiggly World. I got to do that. That's the problem. Is that, uh, wait a minute. How's that working? Wait. 
right, it's Mike, but I didn't have my IZX Tascam on. Hmm. I don't know. I have VUs. How am I doing on time? <laughs> 2.46. All right, so right now we're in the middle of reading Young Teen by Christina Morrow and Sarah Morrow. And I can't, I can't see, but I left my flashlight here and the expensive battery should not be. This young teen, uh, written in 1988, and so, let's see, she was born in 82, so, no, 72, what am I talking about, 82, what, what, I marry a baby, okay. Okay, so 72, so 88, so it doesn't have enough zeros, or I tell you the math. So we left off on The Great Defender, which was a cut and paste the entire, but that is the story, so it's okay. It's about a girl that wants to go against the most popular people. Oh, this, 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 oh, this light is not going to happen. And how can I have my drink there? And then I got to do, so I'm going to finish the rest, other half of this, and then I'm supposed to read the Cabbage Go-Go comic that I wrote in 87. And did the sequential art, and that is not good. I don't recommend the diet cream soda. Maybe it needs more vodka. <laughs> oh my! It's it sort of tastes like uh, oh, this microphone. It sort of tastes like hmm seltzer. It sort of tastes like seltzer water. Because the, I guess the vodka and the diet cream soda like cancel each other out and make it taste like plain seltzer. Okay, I think the problem with this is the is the mic cable. I think that's the only problem. Understanding body changes. This is important for people listening. I think going through their body changes. Like what the heck's happening in my body? I got things in different thing places. Oh, this is all in cursive. Uh, but I'm not complaining. So so and now this has another drawing, another wonderful drawing of a of a, a young girl with a, a long-haired perm, I think. Body changes. <laughs> this looks like it was by Christina Morrow. Understanding body changes. So womanhood, which is in quotes. Oh, is womanhood knocking at your door? And you're too... Oh, jeez. Burp. Pardon me. Oh, that's what I want to see. The creamsicle I made yesterday was with orange drink. Our powdered orange drink. It wasn't tang, which upset me. Oh, my. I got a case of the hiccoughs. Yeah, it, and and so when you when I make when I make my creamsicle, I make it with orange so diet orange soda. That's the difference. So that was the difference in taste. It was supposed to be a screwdriver anyway. But I don't know where my regular vodka is. Oh, there it is. It's Fedka. Oh, who cares? <sighs> days will be days. And you're too scared to answer. <laughs> Wait, let me read. So, womanhood knocking... Is womanhood knocking at your door and you're too scared to answer? Now, see, I would have said, and you're too us scared to answer. 
Whether you welcome Mother Nature or not, she'll make a grand entrance in your life. Before you know it, your once girlish body will start to change. And it's funny now because now we're in the, in the menopausal stage of uh, life. So, so this, is, uh, this is very interesting. I'm going to pass this back. I have to give this back because I didn't subscribe. Uh, oh, did I mention? So this is the, these are homemade, and this was made uh, on uh, ruled paper. In case you didn't hear, tune in last yesterday. Uh, your once girlish body will start to change, and it's up to you to learn all you, you can to help make uh, the change from girlhood to womanhood. An easier one. In this case, you'd be going from womanhood to girlhood. Read on the next page for an easy chart. Okay, to chart to use on the progress your body's making. Now, this is going to be a cut and paste, I bet. Yep. Okay, here's the cut and paste. Check out the change chart and check off your progress, the progress your body's making. So these you would put a, a, a check mark, a very long line in front of each thing to put it, just a check mark. You could like write a dissertation. That's a, that's a little bit of an exaggeration because that's what you do uh, when you do radio. Breast development, you want to write that. A growth of pub public? Oh, pubic and underarm hair in a, is becoming visible. Growing, in rapid, growing at rapid speed, a growth spurt. First menstruation, which is a man, manicure, menarche. I never heard that word for menstruation. I probably did, but I didn't know it was spelled all French like that. Skin is becoming oilier, causing acne and blemishes. You, your once straight up and down figure is becoming curvy. Oh, uh, flat as a board. A pirate's dream. That was canceled. Weight, weight redistribution. Change in energy level, mood swings, changes in family, friends, and boy relationships. So those are all check marks. Now this is written. Your changing body, uh, colon. Uh, not, not your changing colon. Your, it's a colon uh, mark uh, uh, type of uh, change for the better. Let me take a drink. because Oh, now there goes the windscreen. Why am I I'm using it? Well, never mind. I'm going to go with, oh my God, I really did put in the vodka. Good, I, I need that because, you know, I'm blind, I can't read, uh, and i dyslexic, and I can't read. Now, this is cut and paste. Even though you don't feel you're changing for the better right now, you are. All the physical, mental, and emotional search, stretching, and straining you, you're, you've been doing over the past. As few, and I'm drunk, uh, are a tribute to the wonder of nature. You've gone through a metamorphosis from a little girl to a young woman who's expanding her and eventually you become a butterfly. <laughs> That's for young men. And who's expanding her horizons every day. And it's all happening because of a sequence of Physiological and biochemical switches that have triggered the changes. This is written. Since it would be, since it would take too long to write about, <laughs> about your body's change in every upcoming issue of Young Teen, we will uh, have an article on everything dealing with body changes. But if you have any questions now, you can write to us 
and we'll mail you your answers and not publish it. For mail to, uh, not publish it for, oh, for the privacy of your of our readers. <laughs> That's very nice. Uh, mail to body changes with a question mark, body change, question mark, apostrophe S. To care of young teen, Sivalaro Street, which is uh, right by the Imperial Pizza sign. I can't remember. Wait a minute. Sivalaro Street. And then uh, I guess you got to just know the rest of it from the back of the magazine. Now this is all written makeup and beauty, um, makeup and beauty section. Now these have all different types of uh, balloon letters, and they're all different colored in different ways. Striped green with the marker, and a, and a yellow, and a polka dot with the with the uh, baby blue, and a pink, and then a squiggly line brown, and brown's a strange color, and different things like that. And so it's very interesting. New makeup, new makeup. This week's feature are colorless mascara and dry lipstick. Ooh. New from Wet n Wild is powder lipstick. Oh, okay, now I get it. That's not colorless, it's white. Powdered lipstick, it looks like a blusher or an eyeshadow, but it, it's created for lips. That's very exciting, because you know, exclamation, exclamation. Explanation mark. The unique lipstick is designed not to smudge or feather. That's good. No more embarrassing lip marks on cups or straws. It's a nowadays it would be a, of course a cardboard straw. It's a or I steal. It's a back to school must. And by the way, people complain about plastic uh, straws. They're not like the plastic straws back in the 80s and 90s. These plastic straws are like I mean <laughs> paper straws. These paper straws are like plastic. They they're they're good. I like them. And, 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 and what are you doing? Leaving it in, in, in the juice for a couple days? Um, and then this is in different coloring. A clear solution for a new summer look. A new summer lash look. New no-color mascara. Oh, here's a no-color mascara by Max Factor. is a transparent gel-like mascara that adds emphasis to your natural lash color. Great for... Unruly brows, too. <laughs> Ackham! Jesus. Where's, I still have this here because it was from yesterday. Let's give it one of these. I got a drink. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then here's a girl. She's got the three stars, uh, pink stars, and some pokey dots on her shirt. Very 80s shirt. Oh, it's clear. Oh, look at that little mascara thing. Oh, my gosh. Last page. Well, that's great. Christina Morrow. She, the, the, so this is a this is like a, a rainbow cloud thing that you would get in the mail, to your return address. Christina Morrow. And then, it's, and then, it, then there's a line through the old address. Easton, PA. So this is how you do a Care of Young Teen mini mag. Crivavalaro Street, Easton, PA, 18042, to the subscriber. In the next week's episode, in next week's episode, look for the new section on body changes. Also, your horoscope. Sarah Morrow, apartment 2A, Peberg Avenue, 
Easton, PA. What? 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 <clears throat> Code SM2. What? This? This must have. Okay, I don't understand that. I'm not going to say the code because maybe that's how you get in her house. I don't know. Apartment. How am I doing on time? 14:49. Never enough time. Okay, here we go in the card trick because I don't. I can't find my rope. So no more rope tricks. And I, I don't like doing card tricks because everybody's like, oh, card trick. But uh, that's what we'll do. So shuffle these up, mix them up good. Now since you're not here to. Uh, see what the card is I'm gonna have to do the way I did when I used to play I was I'm a single I'm an only child so when I would play board games all my board games are of course for two to four players uh, so I would play against Satan and I would do I would be me and then I would also ro roll for Satan so in this case I'll have Satan pick but what I'll do is I'm gonna just deal out a random card and then put a face down now what's gonna happen is I'm going to do a different suite, and in that way, you know, then everything's copacetic. Okay, so uh, I'm going to have a devil shuffle the cards. Now that, that I have the one card face down, I'm not looking at it. Uh, maybe I'll show the camera. I'll show my I'll show my recording studio. Oh, I, I shouldn't have done that because there's a mirror in back of Sloppy Joe's there. But I didn't see because I wasn't smart enough and quick enough because I'm drunk. Okay, and uh, here we go. Ready? Okay. Let's see, is this your card? The Jack of Aces? It's not. Okay, how about... And look what's sticking up on the ceiling. The Nine of Hearts. And your card is the Nine of Diamonds. <laughs> Magic. Okay. That one, that one, uh, you know, you're not supposed to devolve, devolve your, you're not supposed to tell your tricks as a magician, but my one girlfriend got so freaked out that the card was on the ceiling, because I did this uh, like that at the end of our date. She got so freaked out that her card stuck to the ceiling that she forced me to do it because she thought I was, like, really magic. Oh, this drink tastes like crap. Oh, my gosh. Okay, the number issue number one, the adventures of the Cabbage Gogo. Are they Earth's mightiest heroes or just a bunch of dumb musicians? This was by Abile Inc. Always Abile Inc. And Zabula the Toaster is there. And there's a big, like, a uh, um, ghostly picture, and I know it's a big week, and he's in the background. There's a bunch of checkerboards, because remember, this is 1987 that I wrote this. Yeah. 1986. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. 1986. Wow. Okay. And so there's uh, Kevin. He's jumping around. Eve is upside down. Uh, first issue. Wow. Uh, there's Chrissy. He's in a, I bought this like, a, like it wasn't He-Man, but it was like a Viking. It was made of plastic and it was golden. I'm doing on time 18. Uh, Zabul is also upside down at the bottom. So Cabbage Gogo is written. The Cabbage Gogo uh, uh, trademark font. 
And Zabula is part of the Kabjagogo logo, I guess. Zabula is a toaster, by the way. And Zabula is also upside down next to Chrissy. And Chrissy's very, he was very skinny. Oh, it had gauntlets, that's right. So it had plastic gauntlets, plastic chest plate, and he could fit in the plastic chest plate. And, of course, the the horned uh, Viking plastic, Helmet. Now I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Sure. I can't remember if Vikings did wear those type of helmet or not. And plus, I'm drunk. First issue. Wow. Question. Who are they? And what are they doing in comics? <clears throat> and then this girl. And I can't remember her name because she actually never performed with us. But she's a good singer. And behind her is another Zabula. He's just tiny, sticking his his head out. And then there I am on the side, all muscular and everything with my hydro waist shirt on and my dog collar and my little uh welding glasses because i my welding glasses because i was trying to look like uh, rank xerox from uh, heavy metal magazine and i got the electric tape going around my legs like i did with the, the cross and the things like that with the different way that the electric tape goes so here i am uh knock knock Sitting, just sitting watching Zartan on the television, G.I. Joe. And, and there's a reason I'm watching Zartan, because I did a comic book back in 1980. Uh, boy, I don't know, 1980, whatever it was. It was like two or three years before G.I. Joe came out. And I had a character in my comic. One was named Elm, and he was this big... Uh, fella that was color well actually had like different shadings of different colors so i guess he was semi-prismatic but he was also uh not not as translucent as a prism but he he cast uh, shadows on his skin of different colors and he was he was faceless so he was sort of like a, a drawing dummy he was a, sort of like a drawing dummy but he was giant and his name was elm and then probably I was one of the people, but it he wasn't my name, um, and wasn't like said that it was me. And oh no, he had he had blonde hair, parted in the middle. And then the third member of the group was a guy named Zartan, who had a a, a brown hair that looked like a hood, and he had eye makeup, like uh, like old Alice Cooper, not the Alice Cooper with the with just the one marks on, but Alice Cooper with the, that was more solid looking like Zartan did. And his name was Zartan. And then there was another, um, oh, their name was the Masters. The Masters. So Masters of the Universe, and then Zartan from G.I. Joe. So that's kind of crazy. <coughs> knock, knock. And I'm sitting in a plastic chair. I, I had, I don't think I stole it. But I must have stolen it. It was a plastic chair like you would sit in from school. But I, I, I had broken the legs off so you could sit on it on the ground. Hey, that was before the chairs for the for the, for the the video gaming came out. Wow! What's wrong with me? I'm psychotic. And so the back is there and I'm looking at my big giant console television on the floor. And hey, can one of you guys get that? I'm busy. And it says, uh, and Zartan saying, we have to find Lady J. I didn't make up Lady J. This is the real Zartan from the G.I. Joes. And so Chrissy and Kevin are rushing to get it, and they say, I'll get it. It stars. And here comes Omega Man. And Omega Man was, now I didn't know there was a movie called Omega Man. I'll just put that out there. But Omega Man was a, a guy that uh, 
boy, Jesus, talk about Skeletor. He, um, he's not Skeletor, but he's big and muscular, and he's got a skull face, except they have like a, uh, sort of like how the Beast and Wolverine both had those, those uh, the original Wolverine with the small little spikes that stuck up from his head. And I, I probably ripped it from there. So he has those going up on the side. He's got red eyes and he's got a skull face. And he's got the Hydra Waste symbol on his chest because he worked for Hydra Waste. Now, I don't think that's mentioned in here. But Omega Man has a, a chest plate and then, <clears throat> pardon me, these translucent uh, arms, muscular arms. And inside you can see the bones going through. He's got a stick that has like a gold some gold uh, wrapped around it, like a snake, but they're not snakes. They're just gold, gold gauntlets, and he's got a gold belt that has an omega symbol on it. And he got a, he's got a thing that you put around your crotch area. What do you call that? Cod piece. Yeah. And then his legs. Okay, I guess I know what the. Tascam IXZ does when it runs out of batteries. Okay. So there goes another whatever amount of minutes I was through the book already. And look at this mess. All these cards on the floor. If you didn't know, I threw the cards up in the air, the entire deck, and then the nine of whatever the hell it was stuck to the ceiling. Alright, so I think I was talking about a Mega Man. Um... Yeah, so he's got his knee. You can see his knee with his bones. I have no idea how I'm doing on time. And uh, But then above that, in his black leotards, uh, you could see a, a, cut, a cut around that area. Like he's wearing a pair of uh, jockey shorts. <laughs> and uh, you could see muscle. Muscle comes through there. A little, 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 bit, of, little bit of spice in there. I don't know if I read who this was by. I can't, I don't. I only heard Omega Man. I thought, I don't know, you know. He's scary looking. I, I hope I said that. Boy, I did so much. Okay, so next we cut to Big Week uh, on the ne next page, at the top of the page. And he's sitting there, I don't know, sitting there contemplating like it looked like a, uh, I, I, Bob Dylan. I don't know why I said Bob Dylan. I don't know. He's sitting there with his, he's like sitting. <laughs> another drink. Oh my God! I never, I don't, I don't edit this. That's what makes this go so quickly. Is I don't edit these. It's just one long take, you know, and then, I, and then I'm good. I can get these crank, crank these out. I have time for them. Mm. So he's sitting there, and Big Week looks uh, like uh, John Belushi, and uh, so, so I, uh, the one time I did a. Uh, and where I work, work with him at Kmart, and I call him Big Week because uh, the Big Week would be when we would go drive far away to get comic books in uh, near Philadelphia. So we call that our Big Week. Is it the Big Week? Yeah. And then uh, so um, he started being known as Big Week. Oh, what was his real name? Jesus. I don't even. I don't think it was Jesus. I don't even remember. Anyway, Big Week's sitting there, and he looks like uh, he he looks like John Belushi. So when I um, drew him here, I, I just had a thing of John Belushi, and I drew John Belushi, and then I made him this uh, this uh, picture of him as Judge Dredd. And he was all like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my god!" And that's what I did. Profile of him was uh, John Belushi. 
Uh, but he thought it was him because it looked like, hello, everyone. I guess you know who who you are. So let me introduce. <laughs> I guess you know who you are. I'm me, you, you're you. I did that way back then. I guess you know who you are. So let me introduce myself. I am Big Week. I am here to tell you a little about the Cabbage Go-Go before we continue with our story. Now, let's go to the Cabbage Room. This room simulates all the conditions of battle. We'll start with the man called Kevin. And now all the next uh, frames... They're a third. Each 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 character takes up a third of the page with their own uh, rectangle, and what will happen is there'll be a little description on one side of the rectangle, and then the other side you get a um, a um, half a face, half a face a portrait, and uh, then them in the danger room, the cabbage room, the danger room. And now, of course, this is a, a, an obvious nod to the danger room, but. A lot of the a lot of the comics, and as soon as the Danger Room came out in X Men, everybody had like a Danger Room, like a training room. So, but you'll see how this is a little bit different because it's a uh, um, well, you see, Kevin. Kevin has amazing hand and foot dexterity. This makes him perfect for burp. By the way, pardon me. Uh, perfect for uh, driving the cabbage van. <laughs> he also has the ability to be gross and annoying. True. True. It was very gross, very annoying. But uh, he did drive the his his van was a van that we took and called a cabbage van. And he's he's got you know he's, he's got the '80s hair over the one eye with the short hair in the back, and he's wearing a uh, uh, horizontally striped shirt and the uh, what do you call those camouflage pants with the army boots and then he has a captain's hat on that he was wearing for a little while and uh, he's in the uh, cabbage room of course which is just there's not i didn't really draw backgrounds a lot and he's getting hit in the head with a hammer uh doink oh wait boink i'm sorry boink he got boinked in the head with a hammer and it's a claw hammer and which knocked his uh, hat off and there's a frying pan going at him at a brick and he's going and he says hoo-ha dooba dooba dabi oh hoo-ha dooba dooba dabi dooba dooba dabi dooba dooba i i didn't even realize that uh yeah that's what we used to sing hoo-ha dooba i can't remember i think that's from a Probably Three Stooges. Now, here's next, Diane. She's the hardest to figure out. She has a BD in Environmental Resource Management. Uh, now, of course, after BD, I put an asterisk, like like you do when you're the editor. I put an asterisk, and then down below the whole thing, I put asterisk, bachelor's degree, and I put rich, rich. <laughs> because I, Wiggly drew this, but rich is the editor, I guess. So, uh because no one knew what bachelor's degree was because we were just we just grad yeah, just graduate uh bd and environmental resource management which is true so she, you know she's a forest ranger but really she studies uh, uh i think mushrooms and stuff and she tries to figure out why the ecosystem of a forest might be in trouble she's basically a pacifist so the extent or even the presence of her abilities are questionable does she have any abilities and and here she is and she's now now she has bullets being shot at her and they're going between between off the uh the, the wall in back of her which is once again not really you just you see it being a wall because the bullets are ricocheting up 
and she's pointing with a very stern point. She says, quit shooting at me. And uh, she has a hair over one eye uh, in this as well. And then like a, 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 a tiny little ponytails. Now, they're not rat tails. They're ponytails, but they're really, really skinny like a rat tail, but wouldn't be that. And she played guitar. It doesn't say that, but she played guitar. And she didn't sing. So shove it. So stick Stick it. I can't. That one I sort of said the. Uh, well, that one I said the first time about shoving it. Okay, but the rest of the things have been original for this take, which I don't do takes on this. How am I doing on time? Seven minutes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so then it's Wiggly. Here's me. Yeah, I'm snarling, and I got my you know dog collar on, like I mentioned, and my I got a, uh, my torn shirt that I wear, and. Uh, uh, it says, Wiggly, the psychotic, always indestructible wild card of the group, is he mutant or musician? Who the heck cares? Ow, I just bit my tongue. <laughs> and uh, it really, the indestructible part is not like a joke, jokey joke. I would, uh, we used to have the high jump contest um, in, the, in the city. But it wasn't how high you could jump up. It was how high you could jump down something without breaking your legs. <laughs> And I won because people would not jump down this big, giant, open stairwell to the bottom, uh, and uh, and I did. And uh, also, I stopped Diane's car from hitting a pole by putting my leg in between the back of the car uh, bumper and and the and the uh, the light pole, so a uh, concrete light pole. So yeah, that hurt. Don't do that, kids. No, never broke a bone in my life. Uh, now that was a massive contusion, but uh, anyway, uh, it, and uh, so I'm I'm there and I'm swinging I'm swinging something at robot number seven. Robot seven seven says as his head is popping off, and uh, so I got my my uh, torn shirt, got my jeans with the. Um, the electric tape around them, and then on my feet, I can only imagine that these would be uh, they're, they're purple, and they're, they were, they were like the. That's suede. It's um, not velvet. It's like uh, I can't think of the name of it now. I knew it when I said it earlier. Anyway, there there are these, you know, semi semi fuzzy, almost leathery, but not. And I can't remember the name of it. And I can't listen to the play. Oh, I guess I could listen to it, but it's got a big a big buzz over top. And uh, anyway, so they're suede-ish, uh, uh, purple. Okay, but they're not real sweet. And I'm swinging Zebul with a toaster at him, holding on to the to the to the uh, electric cord there, and hit him right in a right in a mush with the uh, with the Zebul the side of Zebul. It says crack. It says, and I say, eat my toast, eat it. Uh, I probably said suck it, so suck it. That's what I always said. So that's what I'm doing at Robot Seven. Chrissy, wielder of the deadly concussive force known as the DCF blast because of its prowess the DCF blast is never employed it's never used Chrissy was a guitarist man could he go to wailing on it go to I can't remember and he says whoops and it shows it shows a, it shows him doing this DCF blast but he never did it it's I guess it's a, it's a artist's rendering of what would happen and it's this giant boom with all this concussive wave and what you do is he would 
grab he grabs his ankle and he falls back on his butt and there he is wearing his uh, jeans and and, and and nice shoes because he wore shoes now that was kind of odd when everyone wore sneakers really and he's got on the the viking uh, fake viking stuff i told you about and Anne is the mistress of high decibel sonics she is also an employee of wiley world where kids are like little wigglies she's got patience and uh and she's got her hair over the one eye too, <laughs> and a rat tail. Now that is a rat tail coming around with the uh, with the real short hair on the sides. And she's going I I I, and she is blowing uh, up the heads, blowing parts off the heads and and the eyeballs of Robot Five and Robot Three. They're getting their heads blowed off because she's got the the siren. She could do the real high notes, and she would go like that. Did I do the song when I did this before? I don't know. Uh, and, oh, Eve, Eve. <laughs> now my reactions to Anne and Eve, those were both uh, uh, th things I had done before. And Eve. Her, <laughs> why did I forget Eve, though? That she, I went out with her for, I don't know, seven years. And Eve, her mutant ability to judge depth. How's my, how's my task game? Okay. And time 11. Oh, this is running long, too. You know, see, normally I read a portion of a book, but I want to read the whole book on these books because they're they're the books. These are original books. I don't usually do that. Listen to previous episodes, new listeners, to uh, see how I try to stick to that thirty. Stick it. Uh, her immune ability to judge depth and length and width, combined with superior agility, allows Eve to always hit the eye of the needle. Which I, I don't know why, because she was not agile like this. I would do my flips in uh, Kachikogo, and then she would do this, like, uh, roll type of thing, and that was her flip. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Robot 8 is coming after in Robot 1. Robot 8 has an axe in his hand, which is one of the funny things that we would say. Like, why, um, you know, you see these... Uh, these strong characters that would have it was like it would be like giving the, the Hulk an a, a sword or or a gun like the Hulk would need a gun the Hulk's a Hulk and now I know he becomes a gladiator playing Hulk and all that stuff but that's a long long time later but well so silly to have really strong people so here's a robot and he actually has a, a wooden axe with, <laughs> with an axe blade on. ah maybe it's like the Tin Woodsman I don't know. But he, number eight's coming after her with an axe, and number one's coming after her, and she's flipping upside down to get away from him. Now, she has the short hair in the back, and she has her long uh, bangs over both of her eyeballs, both of her eyeballs. And she used to usually wear a sweater as a, as a dress, which was kind of cool. as her gimmick. And robot number one saying in, uh, in robot uh, font <laughs> that I did, go, cat, go. Among the cabbage's devices are the cabbage van left and the ambiguous toaster Zabula. Thank you. Right. And what I forgot was after you say Zabula, you normally say thank you. Here's Zabula. Thank you. Zabula. Thank you. So it's funny that I have to. <laughs> they're in the same. They're in the same box. Oh, now my my big toe itches. Ah, oh, my sandals. Um. Ow. Ah, I hate when my feet itch. On the bottom. Uh, something that happens when I'm driving, I gotta take my shoe off. Okay, and so it's funny that they're in the same they're in the same block, uh, but it has to say that the van is on the left and the toaster, 
<laughs> so Zebula is there and he has his um he he looks great. Zebula, that's a great rendering of Zebula with the uh, electric. Now just know this. Back then my art sucked balls and I did all this cross hatching with very thin lines it's before I knew about using a brush. And I and I almost certain this is like a ballpoint pen or something and this is a photocopy but then this one i colored and i colored only half of it so this is still in the color part and the cabbage fan was real this is uh, one that kevin owned it was a vw and it broke down all the time and this has a picture of a cabbage right in the middle of the headlights which we never got to spray paint on because it broke down before. But it does have two dome bubble lights on top of it. Now, it says down here, and now here's another big giant rectangle. It says, friends, friends of, uh, of the cabbage are numerous, but more on them later. But not really. They don't really come up. And one is Simplekins, who is Kenten, who did the, the what, what? No, Kenten Sem, is that what we call him uh but simplekins is what we call kenten he would also go to on big week with us normally uh and but his his face is like shadowed and then andy van halen sitting next to him and he looks like Andy van halen that's in the trapdoor early videos and andy is the person i started trapdoor with in fact he came up with the whole concept of it by accident sort of and um so he's there, and then Kevin, Beth, and Mike are uh, three other friends of mine, and then uh, Collateral. Now, Collateral, Collateral is, uh, you see his full body, almost his, oh, no, it goes up to his knees. Collateral, and he, he, he he's really rendered well. Wow, that is probably the best picture in the entire book. Collateral was this, uh, and I, I made a new Collateral for myself. Oh my gosh, I don't feel good. That that booze is not good. Ugh. Collateral it was an Amigo, 1976? Amigo, 1975, 76, something around there. The Amigo uh, Universal Monsters. So Collateral was the mummy. And, you know, he had his long johns that looked like they had uh, uh, mummy wrappings drawn on it. But he also had this piece of, of uh, long... A thin material that actually was uh, like a mummy bandage wrapped around him that was sewed onto the costume, and we would put it around his eyes, and then we'd always he would always be in the pose, and sometimes we'd take him to show and say, "Here's collateral, you know, here's that bullet, here's collateral," and then we sing the collateral song. But he always had his arms uh, like uh, his his like he's going, I don't know, I don't know, like that, and then the the thing around his eyes was like justice is blind and he would like say like i don't know but he's really saying um might as well you know might as well i don't know and that's what the song goes collateral is my friend he knows just what to say in times of trouble might as well might as well goes collateral la 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 we laugh the whole day long it ends like that because there were some nursery rhymes that end with no rhymes at all. So that's what he would do. He said, "Might as well." Uh, so now here's a here's the 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 side view of of uh, Big Week. He's finally getting ready to wrap everything up and get back into the comic. And uh, this is sort of like the picture I used of him for the the um, uh, Judge Red. Uh, so I said, so now you know who they are and what they are. Now let's find out how our heroes got in all this trouble with the evil Omega Man. 
And now we cut to a scene, and it's, it's an establishing shot pulled far away of this. Um, it's it's like a dome. Okay, it's like it's like a super dome of some sort. Okay, like a super dome, but there's organic things growing up from the sides of it, uh, sort of like you would grow those crystals in in the water. You know, you grow grow crystals you know some of you have one thing you have a water with tap water with the sea monkeys the brine shrimp and then another one you would grow crystals and it sort of looks like those things coming up but very very humorously you, you would almost miss it because of those spires coming up like that there's a football field in the background with the with the goalposts and the goalposts you know sort of go up like uh, american football uh, sort of go up like the spy uh, the spires so you don't really Hey, that's subtle. Uh, welcome to heck. The air is chemical waste dump. The air is a chemical waste. The pavement is hot enough to fry brains on. You don't want to be here. You might run into hydro waste. Oh, I, I said hydro waste wasn't in here, but here he is. Now he's sitting on his throne. And uh, he's sitting on his throne. And his feet are up on these, these things that are pedals and I remember what they're supposed to be. They're much more gigantic, but they're supposed to be the pedals that you, you pedal the, the billows of a play piano. If you don't know about a player piano before they were electric, you'd pump your feet on them to pump a billows that would make the, the sheet music turn, which had things in it that made the piano keys go down and all this other business. So he's sort of on those. Uh, and now sometimes I would put romper stompers or something like that on there, but I didn't. And he's uh, with skulls. And then on the right of him is uh, is a bunch of minions, but they're, they're sort of in dark. But there is Abraham Lincoln <laughs> is down there and you see the back of his head. And I can't tell... Oh my God, it's a swastika sticker on Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> stovetop hat. Okay, and it's in a round circle. And he goes, hmm, how shall I decide upon the contestants for my new game show, Let Everyone Die? That's the name of the game show. How about the omni-teledirectory finger-stop method? No, Mr. Hydrowaste, no. The Billboard Top 100, no. I've got it. We shall roll the bones. Hoorah! And there's a picture of Hydroids close up. And it, well, it's rendered quite well as well. And uh, he's rattling the, the dice in his hand. And he says, So it shall be. Rattle. And then he throws his hand throwing like, I don't know. They're not 20 sided die, they're like 100 sided die. And he goes, Let the dice, O death, fly. Ah! And they land with the two ones up. Ah, snake eyes! So he's going down the um, the uh, this this script. What do you call it? A thing that's a big long, uh, big long piece of paper that the, the, the crier would read out from the scroll. Yeah, he's reading down this big long one. It's all it's all uh, real fancy on the sides with skulls and things like that. And he goes, hmm. Let's see. Number one is. Thomas Jones, which is, of course, Tom Jones. Number three, Starsky and Hutch. Um, number two is, of course, Cabbage Go-Go, because that's where Snake Eyes. Uh, number three is Starsky and Hutch. Four looks like it's supposed to be Don Johnson, because he's got his finger over top of some of these things. I'm trying to figure out what they are. Uh, five is John Byr Byrne. John Byrne. I don't know. Or Byron. Uh, you know, John Byrne from... Uh, 
uh, X-Men and all that other stuff. I would rip off a lot. Uh, the next one is Big Bird. Number seven is Paula, I can only imagine, Abdul. Uh, eight would be a Jackson 5. Nine is Don Johnson again. <laughs> Ten is David, which I would think is Hasselhoff. Eleven is Tina Turner, I would think. Uh, the, the, all these last names are not. And twelve looks like it's Don Johnson again. <laughs> so I don't know. And then so now he's putting his hands up, sort of like collateral. Now uh, Hydro Ace is wearing a a green stripe, a pinstripe suit, but the only but like the one half of it is just uh, sort of not there. Sort of like just his his arm, naked arms and his uh, chest, but there's a little piece of stripe that goes around with the jacket, and uh, so you know he's, he's all new wave and stuff. And there's two big skulls in back of his uh, his chair, his recliner, and uh, a barber shop uh, throne, I guess. And then there's also this thing that says "Mom," and I can't really see what what the picture is. Maybe like a oh, it's a cow. It's a cow, <laughs> mom. It's a cow. It's really funny. Wow, because holy cow would be. So he's throwing the uh, the long scroll, and he goes, huh? "Welp, who can argue with fate? Send forth Omega Man." Now, big weeks here again, and he says, and and it's funny because like the screen is frozen in the background of how the. The, the comic's going to pick up in the next frame. You see Chrissy slam the door and in like a, a sepia tone. And that's what it looks like. But Big Week's in front of it explaining things. And so the Capuchagogo was to become uh, enmeshed in a deadly game show. Now let's see what happens. And then it cuts to the next frame, which is... Like I said, Chrissy's standing in front of the door. He's actually standing in front of Kevin, squishing him between the door and uh, and uh, and and himself, his back, and it says slam. And Kevin is saying, "Ugh, ugh, 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 Sputnum, Sputnum. That must be Sputnum Teddy, uh, something from the Little Rascals, I think." And then uh, uh, Chrissy yells out, "Help!" And it's funny because there's a uh, window there with the drapes pulled back and you see Omega Man. So it's like a kitchen window almost. And you see Omega Man just standing outside the window, just standing there. Now Omega Man is uh, raising his hands up and he's magic is coming out of his hands as well as this uh, heart with an arrow through it like a Valentine's Day heart. Uh, you know, spattering little things in his. I hate when they play hard to get. Come forth, my Nazi minions of heck. Gar mumble gumble goo ish kebibble. That's his uh, incantation. So now Chrissy and uh, Kevin are trying to explain to Eve and Anne about what's going on, and uh, they're like, "What's wrong?" And uh, uh, Chrissy says, "A dibble vern kinda," and they say, "What?" And he says, "Dishnanam hutnak," and they say, "Slow down." And he says, "Oot oot squeak." Now that one's that's from song. Oot oot squeak ah ah squawk. What was that from? Oh, I can't remember. So then uh, uh, all of a sudden, right through the the uh, living room, um, whatever you call these, one of these big windows, one of those big windows, comes crashing a Nazi minion from heck. And he's got the whole Nazi suit with an H for the hydro waste on his helmet. But you can see that he's also a devil. He's also a devil. And he goes, crash. And he goes, and uh, this Nazi minion from heck goes, Capture Go-Go, come on down. 
And then it says May. There's a poster in back of Eve. She's uh, sort of like got her shoulders up. And I don't know what it would be. May have it. Have it. I don't know. And she says, yipes. So now all these Nazi minions from heck devils are coming in with uh, submachine guns with the, with the round uh, things on them. Around uh, round rounds and uh, you know the German grenades and all that. Now this I did draw a living room and also there's a lampshade that comes down that looks like it's absolutely from the 70s. Must be made out of crushed velvet. And they're coming down there on a sofa and they're they're got fangs and everybody's oh, scared. And he says, "I am Field Marshal Anayale Bob. You are under arrest, contestant arrest. Come with me." And at the same instant, Wiggly is still upstairs watching cartoons. And uh, <laughs> I got a pissed off look on my face and I said, I am always quiet during their shows. And that's from my Nana. My Nana, uh, when I was a very little boy, uh, before I was five, uh, four, three or four. And I would watch my, I'd love to watch uh, Felix Cat and I'd have my ice cream and milk. Now, this was a big, a big, uh, uh, a bigger, a bigger bomb. It was a big glass uh, with uh, cars on it, and I would have milk, but it would have scoops of vanilla ice cream, and I loved it because it made like this kind of ice, and I, I couldn't drink it now. I'd shit my pants. But anyway, uh, uh, I evidently uh, Nana used to always shush me when she was watching her shows. Her shows, they were calling, which is of course. Um, the uh, soap operas, and she follows her shows. So she would watch the soap operas, and she was shush me. I had to be quiet. And the one time I was watching Felix Cat, and she started trying to talk to me. I said, Nah, be quiet. I'm always quiet during your shows. So anyway, now I'm turning off my big, um, big console TV. I have to bend over to do that. And I got the, you know, the swirlies and the and the moons and the squiggly lines. And said, I think I shall go and kill them now. And uh, and the TV is saying, and knowing is half the click. Because I guess I didn't want to get into copyright infringement. Up, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. I don't even think he say it's a bird, it's a plane. I think that's all copyright. Meanwhile, so all the gang has their hands on top of their, uh, back of their heads. And they're, um, they're being led by, I guess, Field Marshal Anale Bob, uh, hyphenated. And they're saying, move it. Swine ranchers. <laughs> I don't know why ranchers. Oh, swine, because swine ranchers. Okay. So they're being led outside by this guy. And they're going to, I guess, go to heck to be in a game show. And so Field Marshal says to Omega Man, here are the contestants as you requested, Hair Omega Man. And they seem most eager to begin. They're, they've got their hands on it or not. And, uh, and uh, Omega Man says, well done, Commander. You may grovel at my feet later. Now let us return to heck. And now I'm looking out the upstairs window. And I see that uh, Omega Man is getting ready to take him to heck with his magic coming out of his hands. And I said, huh? What the? Holy Hannah! It's the Ratsies! So I come jumping out the window, which is a true story. Jumping out my bathroom window. I got, I got my doit. I doit onto, uh, onto the... This looks exactly like my mom's house. I doit out the window. That's my a jump. And in my one hand, I have the... Uh, the 
as a bullet a toaster by his uh, by his electric cord. And in the other hand, I have a tire iron, the cross tire iron, which I would later use when I was Dicky Boy in the um, comic um, comic strip um, All Dead Squad. And he says, and I say, "Okay, Axis, here I come." Uh, yeah. The invaders, if you didn't know. And so I throw my uh, tire iron at the one Ratsy, and it hits him in the, sort of under the armpit. That was a good, go, whack, and he goes, oof. And he says, eat tire iron, Ratsy. And then uh, it's sort of like a split screen, so a split um, cell. Uh, he's Christ. Okay, I'm done. Anyway, we win. <laughs> and he says, don't just stand there. Let's kick butt or what? Kick butt or what was, uh, we used to say things like that. Kick butt or what. And uh, Omega Man, a close-up, says, Such impertinence! Get them now! And so there's lots of different looking ratsies. One's got a, got a, like an old, old uh, English uh, helmet on with the guard, uh, the big metal that comes down in front of your nose. Another one looks like he, he uh, he's half a skull face, but he's, he's wearing, um, um, uh, military uniform like you would have in Vietnam. It's got the netted, the netted helmet. And uh, I'd race back on now. Here's um, here's Kevin, and he's got his fist going all around. You can't barely see him. He said, watch the left. Oh, why? Oh, oh, watch the right. Left, right. It's the old one too. Watch it. Look, look out. One left, one. And then he steps on his foot, the classic, and he goes crunch on the Ratsy's foot, and he goes ha ha ha. And the Ratsy goes youch, and he's hopping around and. Uh, Kevin slaps his knee and goes, what a dope. And now, here comes Kevin with the wind-up punch. Hey, your shoe's untied. And, he, and the Ratsy's already jumping on his one boot. And now he looks down at his other boot. And he goes, he goes, uh, huh? And then Kevin says, duh, what a bozoid. I don't remember that. And Kerflim, he goes flying past the other people still standing there uh, with their hands behind their head. And Eve says, that's my cue. And then it says, let's sock it to him. And she drop, gives a drop kick plow to that one guy's face and teeth are flying. Hey, look, here's Hitler. Right in back of Anne. And Hitler grabs Anne from the back and she says, Not so fast. He says, Not so fast, Fraulein. We have other plans for you. And she slips down as toasters away, splats Hitler right in the face, splats his face off, and she drops down and says, Get off my back, mine jerk. This is. And now here comes Diane coming home from getting from getting groceries. She's got a grocery bag in a hand in her hands, and she's back from shopping. Diane exclaims, "Quit fighting!" And she has a happy smiley face. And then I'm kicking uh, Ratsy's sidekick in the gut, uh, holding throttling another guy by his collar, and I'm saying, "Fighting? Who's fighting? You're just having a bad dream. Go back to sleep." And she says, no, you guys are fighting. I know fighting. And Chrissy's getting punched in the stomach by this really, really uh, uh, muscular, muscular devil guy. And he says, no, Diane, we're just playing Twister. Right foot blue. Ugh. <laughs> and here comes Eve. And now Diane's pissed off. And she's got a squirrely thing with an exclamation point after. And she, and he, um, 
She says, well, because she wants to hear from Eve and Anne, what they're going to come up with excuse, because they're both given a, a double punch in the face, a wham in the face of another guy would only see his teeth in his uh, bottom of his boots. And Eve says, beach blanket bingo, honest. She's not going to fall for that. And now the uh, uh, one Ratsy grabs a grocery bag from Diane. He says, hey, let go. And he says, let me help you with those groceries, miss. And then, and then he he actually takes them as if he's going to. And this is the this is that uh, commandant guy, and uh, he actually takes them like he's going to help her. And then you see in the next frame he's tossing the bag over his shoulder. The celery, the baking soda, the apples—they're all starting to fall out of the bag, even though they're following the momentum of the bag. And he says, "You won't be needing them in heck." So. Here's the only real uh, karate move. It's an actual move I got out of a book, karate. And he comes, he comes like everybody goes to attack you. Overhand with the one arm. <laughs> like everyone always comes to attack you. Over, running at you overhand with the one arm. She blocks that. Uh, his and does the trip and the push at the same time while also giving him a little bit of a chop in the neck and then pushing him over. He goes flying and he goes, uh, and she she says, you made me fight. I hate fighting. And close up uh, under under chin power. The Mussolini shot. Uh, Chrissy's getting loose from the one guy. I am flipping upside down, putting a garbage can on the um, on the with a big muscular ratsy. Uh, come on, Chrissy, let's can these dirt bags. I didn't write these puns. This this was all Kenton right there. How's okay? My views are okay. How am I doing on time? Way over, way over. Uh, let's get Omega Man. And I say, right. So Chrissy and I go after Omega Man, and he says, okay, creep, your number's up. And Omega Man's just standing there. Yeah, we're coming flying at him, fists clenched and it's ready to kick him in the butt flying through the air and uh he's just standing there chilling and then he says ha 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 and he just swats us away like flies omega man will smash puny humans <laughs> uh, and he does he's he definitely smashes he's got chrissy by the back of the by the back of the shirt like you would pick up a kitten that you're not supposed to but i guess if you're the mama cat and then he hits me with that wooden thing and says spow and i go ow and i'm flying towards the camera nice foreshortening and now this page is only half colored so this is as far as i got and i go bouncing with a punt and ann says wiggly no and she says i may not like him much but he's still my friend i don't know why she would say that i think I can't remember. And she goes and unleashes a sonic blast. And uh, some of these guys' ears come popping off. And there's blood. And, and Chrissy's got blood coming out of his ears. Everybody's getting hurt. Even though Mega Man's getting hurt. And uh, and there's Kevin. His nose is bleeding. His ears, drums are busting. His glasses are cracking. And he says, stop it, Ann. And... Uh, and uh, I, I only started coloring parts of these things. I, like I colored the blood coming out of these uh, uh, ears. And the next one, it's a, it's a um, what do you call it? Medium shot, medium shot. Somebody do something. It's all soft because everybody's really, you know, uh, 
the sound is loud. It's going e-i-e-i-e-i and back and Chrissy gets a light bulb in his in his uh in his head and he puts up his finger like Eureka. And I say, No, Chris, not the deadly concussive force blast. Oh, that's what DCF stands for, deadly concussive force blast. Okay. And he grabs his ankles and he's his butt's going there and it goes a boom. And Blant happens, and it's a question mark, and we're in front of this big mansion-type place, this mansion. And uh, I'm upside down, and I go, huh, what happened? I, I feel like I just ate a sock. I might have written that one. Uh, my clothes, my clothes are all blasted apart. And we, we, we teleported somewhere. That's what this thing did. We don't even know what happened. We didn't just go blowing up. We, we went someplace else to this big man back in his mansion. And Chrissy has actual birds flying around. Is it like rendered bird, rendered doves? And he says, uh, I'll, I'll have two. What birds? Whoa, I think I goofed us up. And Kevin's jumping up and down. He's mad. He goes, you toenail. I hate when you do stunts like this. Look at my Paisley shirt. Destroyed. I guess I didn't know what Paisley meant. <laughs> He's a striped shirt. Huh? Sputter, sputter. Actually, I'm probably trying to point out how dumb he is. And, he, and uh, Chrissy's uh, holding, everybody's holding their heads and everybody's destroying this. Now, Kevin, don't lose your head. And, uh, foreshadowing and uh, there's diane pushing up her broken glasses she says and, and chris says what exactly did i do and uh, of course diane's very smart so she says well we've traversed the barriers of known physics don't you see we've transposed the metaphysical boundaries by a kind of ionic switch thereby causing us to materialize elsewhere but where And uh, the cabbage fan is there as well. <laughs> We're standing in front of the fence. There's uh, uh, Anne's just getting up. And Eve says, beats me. But how come the cabbage fan made it? But the minions of heck didn't. And uh, there aren't. That's true. There's no minions of heck. And Diane says, don't be droll. Allow me to state the obvious. Random neutron selection of inorganic, organic, pseudo-related substructures. And Eve says, oh. And then uh, there's Kev. Kevin's in the next one. And he's and Chrissy's upset. And he says, Kev says, great. With a lot of, you know, the stars and the things coming out. But we still don't know where we are. Let's look around. And uh, now we see from the front of the fence, we see us walking around trying to find things. Diane saying, okay, Kevin, Chris, and I will go this way. You, you, you three, you look over there. And then you say, you see, it says, Welcome to Graceland. Welcome to Graceland on the other side of the fence. And uh, Anne says, I think I left the iron on from home. She's just thinking that. And because that actually happened. That actually happened. She left the iron on. We had to go, we were going to practice. We had to go back, and the iron was on. Yeah. And then, uh, she says, huh? Oh, no, we hear this rumble, rumble. And there is Omega Man standing there. And he's got his hands come forward like a Frankenstein's Munzer. He says, your ploy has failed. The game has ended. Prepare to die. He's just going to kill us right there. He's not even going to take us to hell. And um, now we see just like the back of his feet. Okay, the back of his feet 
up past the calves. You see all of our feet uh, going up to maybe our chest because we're way in back of them. And, uh, but all you see is the ground. And, uh, and then the word from uh, Omega Man coming down, Hydra waste will have my hide, but you have offended me. Your bones I shall make like flour. I know Ken wrote that. But then you see these hands coming out from underneath the ground. His hands are coming out from, from the cracks in the ground. And uh, uh, no one's the wiser, uh, especially um, Omega Man there. Now we cut to, a, we're pulling back with the camera, and you see more of Omega Man's, uh, almost up to the bottom of his butt, and you see this uh, thing coming out of the ground. It looks like there's some, I don't know, muck on him, but then also you see these, these uh, what do you call those? Frizzles? What do you call those things? Fringe, fringes. Big long fringes like, uh, you know, like the Who would have Peter Gibson. Uh, the other guy, not Roger Daltrey. Yeah. So these are two frames where Omega Man is still talking and you see more of this figure climbing up. But first, I shall make you grovel and feel your souls in pain. And, uh, of course, you see the back of Elvis with his, his uh, spinal uh, skeleton is exposed through cuts in his Elvis suit. He's wearing the live from Hawaii white Elvis suit that had the Thunderbird on the front. Um, and he's, he's uh, halfway out. Now he's full out and he's, he's almost on top of grabbing Omega Man from the back. And you hear Omega Man has his arms up in the air getting ready to do his magic. And he says, your doom is sealed. Ha ha. And then all of a sudden, this uh, hand is reaching in this left hand, and you see a lightning bolt ring on his finger. It says TCB. I'll just leave it to you because you know you know you know Elvis. You know what that means. That girl sure could raise the dead. And uh, and he turns around and says, "What? No, not you." He didn't ask that. He says, "What? No, not you." And uh, here is Elvis throttling, full full page, splash page of Elvis throttling Omega Man, choking him. And Omega Man is saying, Tack! and spittle is coming out of Omega Man's mouth. And he is helpless as Elvis is throttling and with his one missing eyeball and his, and his, his, uh, his, uh, his lip going up like that. And it says, Viva Las Vegas! And I even signed my name to the bottom of this <laughs> splash page. And he's dragging him down in the ground with him. No, you're dragging me into the ground. Do not rob me of my vicar victory. Helperg. And then there's only Omega Man's one hand left out. And ploop, it goes right down in the ground. And uh, we're long shot. You see our bodies in the background like in, shot, in uh, silhouette. The earth just swallowed them up. And uh, maybe it's Chrissy saying, thanks, Elvis, wherever you are. Well, he's in the fucking ground there. What are you talking about? And I say, wow. And I'm looking perplexed with my crack glasses. And Diane's there. He says, uh, and Diane says, you know, I think he'll be back again one day. And uh, Chris says, who, Elvis or Omega Man? And uh, Eve says, who cares? Let's go. And uh, Diane says, good thing we materialize in Graceland instead of over the Antarctic or someplace. Let's find a place to get a map. We're getting in a cabbage van. We're driving a cabbage van. And there's uh, 
Chrissy says, stop the van. Look who it is. I guess we do have <laughs> guest stars. And he's not even mentioned. It's Brett. Brett, fancy meeting him out here. I was beginning to think he didn't, we didn't have a manager. Oh, I, I guess Brett was our manager for a little while. He was this great hippie. He had a beard since he was 12, I think. Long-haired bippy since he was 12. And I don't know why I think about Muhammad Ali, but I do for some reason. And I would, he was a motorcycle uh, guy, had built Harleys with his dad. And he was hairy as hell. Hairy as all hell. And uh, I would make vests for him with, uh, you know, skulls and stuff like that. And hydro waste on it and things like that. And Mega Man. And that's true. And he says, are you guys off your nuts? You have a show in 45 minutes. Huh? Where? The Slime Puppy Inn. Come on, I'll show you how to get there. And shortly, we're performing our show, and uh, Chrissy's smashing his guitar with a coat hanger on his head, as he did. I'm flipping upside down, playing my bass, as I did. People are singing and dancing around, and playing drums, and Rototoms are there. And I'm singing a real song. His head spud off and down the gutter it rolled. Down, down, shooby doo wop down the gutter. That's um, twisting, uh, twisting with your face shot off, yeah. So I got my head... <laughs> Got my head mic on, and there's a thing pointing to the head mic. It says head mic, uh, and I have electric tape around it because I used to have to wear electric tape around my, my head mic because even though it was, you know, attached to my head on the sides, it would come off. And then I'm saying, and I'm all sweaty. Fudgy the whale, thank you. Good night. And then uh, here comes uh, here comes Brett, and I'm there, and, I, and he says, you guys sucked. Here's 53 Ks. And I say, good, give me in. And he, he, it's hand, hand, it's a, it's a big armful of cash. And we're loading the stuff into the van. And here's Lisa. So Lisa's here, which was Eve's friend and the girl that liked me. And I sort of gave the wrong impression to. And she didn't know I was actually going after Eve, her friend. And she worked at the merry-go-round. That must, must be where I bought my suede boots at the merry-go-round. And uh, Chrissy's just throwing the speakers in the back of me. That's the last of it. And, and, and we're rich, too. Kevin, can, can Laura come with Oh, Laura, that's her name, not Lisa, Laura. Can Laura come with us? He says, sure. And she says, you guys really suck tonight. Good, let's go. Now the cabbage van is driving, and it's it's very it's a very nice uh, long long box uh, uh, which long frame which is very good because um, it really shows the speed because the cabbage van is all the way over to right. There's a big long uh, stretch of uh, uh, speed marks there, and then out of the cabbage van, all is complaining. Are we there yet? I don't think so. I think I made a wrong turn at Alabama. Not Albuquerque, because I probably couldn't spell Albuquerque. Uh, I don't think you should have gone through that roadblock, Kevin. Don't worry about it. I got to go pee. Just hold it, because I'm not going to stop now. And we're driving. Next page, we see a fighter pilot with his mask and all that. He's dry, He's in a. He's in an experimental jet. It's actually one of the jets from G.I. Joe that I own with the Ford, uh, Ford face. It's like an F-15, F-18, but the wings uh, come forward uh, far too much. Uh, and there's way too many tail fins on it and uh, like that. But he says, high above in an extremely experimental secret plane, uh, the pilot goes, we have a malfunction. In Bamford 3, repeat, malfunction, abort, mission, abort, abort. And he hits the, the silk, and he goes flying out. And there he is in his chair, and the chute's about to deploy his, uh, the, the 
the shoot that the little shoot that pulls the big shoot is coming out and the uh the experimental jet is coming straight down and i think it's really interesting thing to show the thing speeding up with these these horizontal lines sort of starting larger and getting smaller and the um and the planes are actually in the top of the front anyway Smoke's coming out the back, and now you see the cabbage fan driving, and you it's a very long panel. <laughs> and that experimental jet is huge, because you only see like the front of it before it gets to the, the front parts of these uh, these wings. These not the forward-facing wings, there's back-facing wings in the front. And this thing is huge. It's like three times the size of the cabbage van, just the tip of it. And we're still complaining. Oh, yeah, Chris, I'm leaving a band. Yeah, I quit too. Quit fighting. I gotta pee. Well, if everyone's quitting, then I quit too. Who cares? Hey, what's that noise? <laughs> we're just trying. And then crash with a K. And everything's just blown all to hell. There goes the muffler. There goes a control panel, an arm, my goggles. And there's Kevin, the top of Kevin's head. Remember that? Don't lose your head, Kevin. There it is right there with his sailor hat still on. And now we're at the final uh, page. And here's the big wrap-up. It's 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 a three-quarters of the page. A big week sand there with some fancy lettering going on here. And so our tale comes to a tragic and violent end. But life goes on even if people don't. The Cabbage Go-Go was a force of good. Whether they... Huh, I'm time to... 51. Sorry, everybody. I, I quit. We'll be back to the regular format next time where I only read, you know, two pages of a, a book. <laughs> They're a force for good, whether they knew it or not. I like to think that they did. I'm inclined to think of all the other great rock and roll greats that died in plane crashes. Buddy Hollier... But buddy, I'm reading Bopper. I'm inclined to think of all the other great, of all the other rock and roll greats that died in plane crashes. Buddy, ha ah, Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, Randy Rhodes, Otis Reddings. Well, so what? Rock and roll is a dangerous game, but someone has to play it. Sometimes the price you pay is death. I could have read that more better more better and so this is the funny thing is that died in a plane crash but we actually got hit with a plane that's the twist on it just remember fate can be kind fate can be cruel but at least the cabbage go go got to put on one last great show besides you don't think a little plane crash could stop a psychotic yo-yo rock guy do you and that might be a um that might be a little hint at the uh, All Dead Squad uh, going to be. I bit my tongue again. Going to be the next to come out. In the back has just a big picture of uh, of uh, Omega Man's face with some uh, blood out his one eye. Not because he's bleeding, but because he's evil. And Diane's just there waving bye-bye. She's uh, wanted. Oh, what? What the? Yeah, I can't really tell. You can't really tell what her shirt says. I was a shitty artist. But um, she's there walking. She's little, and he's, uh, you know, uh, Mega Man's face is really big in the back. Yeah, it's a concept type of thing. Well, that's everything, everybody. Uh, sorry, everybody. I even split the fr I split. I thought I was going to do these both these magazines in a, in, a, in a half hour. This is the 
you a two-parter. Okay, everybody. Well, I hope that um, I'm not going to say I hope you like me. Um, back to me upstairs. Here I go. What the? We hope that you've enjoyed the second half reading of Sarah and Christina Morrow's Young Teen. That's just Young Teen. Volume 2, Issue 2, July 6 through 9, 1980, Mini Mag. No More Messy Rooms and the other things. As well as Abile Incorporated's The Ventures of the Cabbage Go-Go, number one, by Richard Check and Kenton Sem. In its long entirety, Wiggly's Book Club will return to you in two weeks to help you learn and listen to read. Wiggly's Book Club would like to apologize. Tonight's super secret celebrity guest star, Don Johnson, was mentioned far too many times, and I still didn't look to see if he's still around. But T-shirt and the dress jacket. This is supposed to be the straight bit. Wiggly's Book Club would like to thank you for the like, subscribe, and the thumbs up, and the ringing the bell, and uh, Patreon, Patreon Wiggly Check. But why not, instead, do some Venmo at bionicvox.com. Spell out the dot com, D-O-T com, C-O-M, as in Capcom, but with the dot com and Capcom Flight Center. Oh, boy. Wiggly's Book Club hopes that you join us in two weeks for the reading of You'll Find Out Then. In two weeks, I mean. And remember, kids, if someone comes up to you and says, What? Hey, what do you think you are? Some type of smart fella? And gal? Well, smart guy, how'd you get so smart, let gal? You just tell them. Oh. <laughs> Rip. Reading is fundamental. <laughs>